Gather round, take a seat, relax. It's the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Afton, right here on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Afton of Linksfield Shoal. And you were just listening to the music Journey at Sea by Amy Rottenberg, a beautiful song that really will set the tone of what we want to explore today. And that is resilience and grit in times of challenges. Obviously, at first glance, a very generic topic and something that what more can be said. And the truth is, I don't know if I'm going to say anything majorly insightful today, but I definitely think it's something we cannot stop talking about because we're living in a universe of two parallel messaging. Oh, sheesh, that was way too heavy, way too quickly. Okay, let's calm down. First of all, hope you're well, hope your week was fantastic, everything's good at your side. And yeah, we're going to be listening to some more interesting music throughout the show. The next song you'll be, you'll be listening to is Stand For You, which is also a powerful message on a similar theme. Okay, two parallel messaging. One message is the message of belonging. Each person today needs, so it's an inherent need, not only today, I think in all time, but especially today, this feeling of value, of self-esteem. You matter. We care about you. But at the same time, there's another messaging that has to come, and that is because you matter, your actions matter as well. And therefore, come on, push yourself harder. You could do more. I did a thought experiment with uh, my community, and I'm going to do the thought experiment here on the radio. Obviously, I have no idea how you're going to react. Um, when you're sitting on the radio, I have to imagine your reaction. So here's the, here, here's the thought experiment. I, I, I spoke, not this past Friday night, but the week before that to my community, and I said, okay, if you went to a chiropractor and the chiropractor made you feel comfortable, did they do their job? No. If you went to physio and they made you comfortable? No. If you went to your trainer and they made you feel comfortable, your Pilates teacher, and they made you feel comfortable, would that be good? No. If you went to your business coach and they made you feel comfortable, did they do their job? No. If, they, if you went to your life coach and they made you feel comfortable, did they do their job? No. Okay, so which jobs are there to make you feel comfortable? What, what do we have? So if you go to the candy shop, um, you get a nice fuzzy feeling. Maybe later on you get a terrible stomach ache and sugar issues, but at the time, you know, it makes you feel comfortable. You go to the beach, hopefully you feel comfortable if there's no oil spill. Um, where else do you go to be comfortable? You go to watch a sports game. Um, you go on a nice leisure walk, so you go to feel comfortable. So my question is, what does religion, what function does religion play in this? Is religion here to make you feel comfortable or uncomfortable? And the first glance and the response that I got from many was, religion's here to make you comfortable. Okay, so in other words, religion has more in common with a beach than it has with an exercise training or a, a mental coach, a life coach. 
does that resonate as true to you? Does that actually make sense? I would say no. Um, when you think about why religion entered the world in the first place, it was a method of getting people to stretch themselves and better themselves. That's literally what religion entered this world. And I'm obviously focusing on specifically Judaism. Avram Avinu, Abraham, when he was looking for truth, he was looking for how to live a life of meaning and purpose. And by definition, that meant stretch himself. And when the Jewish people came at Sinai and they stood at the mountain, it was about stretching themselves with new commandments and new obligations and new understandings and new learnings. So fundamentally, religion, Judaism, came into the world to help us stretch ourselves. But today, um, we often don't sell it that way. And I, it makes sense why, because by the way, there's many people who have a negative connotation of religion. Um, I'd imagine even by me sitting right now on the radio and saying the word religion, I am causing different emotional reactions in the various listeners based on their experience. Just the word itself has an incredible amount of connotation. So therefore, people who see it as their in their purview, in their job title, or just their passion to share religion with others, um, whether it's religious practice, religious teachings, religious culture, they'll often mark it as a offering of comfort, something that will make you comfortable, something that will make you feel good with yourself, something that will make you feel warm and fuzzy and accepted. And of course that's true. But is that the whole truth, or is that just the baseline? In other words, yes, God, the idea of God, the idea of meaning and purpose fundamentally at the, at the starting point tells us that we're inherently valuable, that we're beautiful, and makes us feel validated. But that is just the beginning of the journey. It's not the end of the journey. In other words, unconditional love is where things start. It's not where it ends. It's when we receive unconditional love that then the next stage kicks in and that is like, wow, if I'm loved no matter who I am, I'm just loved for who I am, that means I inherently have something so incredible. Let me go discover that incredible. Let me go live up in my practice to the, to the love and faith I have in me. In other words, when a person realizes, for example, wow, God loves me no matter what I do. His love is, con is unconditional, not conditional. That doesn't make a person lazy and blasé and you know sitting back on the contrary. When someone believes in you so much, you have this innate reaction of living up to that faith. Ironically, it's the opposite when someone gives you someone gives you conditional love. When someone says, I only love you if you're successful, I only love you if you give me nachas, I only love you if you get certain marks on your test. It's at that time that it's actually harder to do that because you feel like the person doesn't see your inherent value. So when someone loves you for just who you are, that is not there to make you lazy. On the contrary, that empowers you to do more. And when someone loves you just for what you do, that actually makes you, many people at least, you know, become very dafka, become very anti and become like, no, I will not give you that satisfaction of my successes. Rather, you better learn how to love me for who I am. So back to the beginning, it's this incredible paradox of messaging. What messaging is there? Is it that you're inherently valuable? 
or that you're inherently, um, or that now that you're valuable, let, let's bring it out into practice. Let's live it. Let's actualize it. Let's take your incredible goodness that sits within you and actually allow it to spill out to every area of your life. Obviously, I believe it's the latter. I think that's where, you know, common sense would lead us to. And based on that, I think it's especially in times like this when so many people are in pain and so many people are struggling. That's really the song that we were playing before, the idea of life as a journey at sea. And the upcoming song I'll just play in a minute called Stand By You, a similar message, um, but more about our obligation to stand with people who are suffering. I believe that the messaging to us and to those that we are standing with is twofold. Number one, we love you for who you are. And number two, once you, you believe that, and once we convince you by our sincerity, then it's like, okay, so how can we bring it out into real life? How can we push ourselves? How can we stretch? Because here's the truth of life. We all need to be stretched. That's the only way you develop resilience. That's the only way you feel satisfied. There's no satisfaction by sitting and doing nothing. Maybe for a day on holiday there is, but inherently Adam Amal Yulot says the sages, a man, the human being was created to toil, to effort, to stretch. A person gets incredible satisfaction by stretching. Or in the words of the Talmud, Adam a person will prefer a small measure of their own success rather than a gift of somebody else's. In other words, you'll take your 10% rather than somebody else's 90% that they're just gifting to you. Yes, some of us may be greedy and don't mind a nice big gift, but fundamentally there's very little pleasure in receiving. There's incredible amount of pleasure in, in earning it. That's why so many people will insist on earning their wages, even if their parents could sponsor them. There's this sense of dignity, and it doesn't come from an unhealthy place. It doesn't come from ego. It comes from a healthy place because naturally a human being wants to see the fruit of their labor. They want to stretch themselves. So while we are constantly assuring each other of our inherent value, we also have to constantly remind ourselves and each other about the need to stretch, the need to grow into the, the person who can face the, the challenges we have the, and to grow into the person that we were intended to be. This is 101.95. My name is Rabbi Levi Yatsen from Linksfield Shul. And this song you're about to hear is Stand For You by Eli Schwebel, a magnificent song. And we'll be back just after it. I can see it in your eyes. There was something you were hiding You were holding deep inside You were fighting on your own All the nights you went to bed Under covers you were crying With his words inside your head He stole your innocence So when you feel like home is lost And you don't know where to go Or who to call I will stand for you 
This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avton on 101.9 High FM. How was that song? Um, pretty intense. I'll stand by you. Um, the idea that, yeah, we need to stand up for each other. And as we stand up for each other, it's a dual role. Number one, to validate. And on the other hand, to push. Um, I think, like everything in society, things go on a pendulum. We go from one extreme to the other. And if in the previous generation, teachers, parents maybe pushed hard, but didn't necessarily communicate or feel that, that and give that validation. Today, we became so into validation, and I'm sure there's still more work to do in that area, but often forgetting the other half. It's, it's like this incredible human tendency that when we run to an extreme then we right away bolt to the other extreme instead of realizing that truth is never in extremes um rarely i'm not going to say never but almost never in extremes truth is always in a complex middle in the subtle nuanced middle ground like is technology good or bad? That's a stupid question, right? And the second somebody says either thing, it's great or it's horrible, and no nuance, you know that it's pretty much false because there's nothing like that. Everything in this world is a tool um, created by God, which can be used for good or used for bad. Um, 
is anger a good thing or a bad thing? Well, most of it is negative, but there's room for anger, right? If you get angry about the ills of society and want to do something about it. So the point is, middle ground is okay and necessary. I mean, not only okay, it's the, it's the right way to be. And we've gone from the extreme of pushing, pushing, pushing to being afraid to push. And today, so many parents and so many teachers, so many mentors are terrified of pushing people. Um, because if we push them, who knows what they're going to do? And uh, there's a lot of validity to fear. I mean, you know, the amount of people who tell me if I push my child harder, that they by the way start using the word suicide, or quitting, or giving up. And we're living in this incredible uh, paradox, or maybe even a twilight zone, of the only way to build resilience is being pushed. And yet, so many are, so many of us are resisting being pushed being pushed. But you could only get stronger when someone stretches you. If you go to the trainer, if you go to the gym and you're not doing anything that makes you even a drop, I don't know, sore but stretched, then you're not really doing much. I mean, it's nice and you maybe lose calories, but you're not going to really, um, you know, pick up your heart rate and, and build up muscle and whatever else your intention is on the gym. I mean, this is common sense. It's really a rocket science. And yet when it comes to stretching our character, a lot of us are very very timid, very uncomfortable. The second somebody says, come on, you're capable of more, you're judging me, you're not accepting me the way I am. I can just imagine like you go to, uh, you go to your business coach and they start giving you advice, you know, I really think that maybe you should treat your employees different, you know, maybe tweak that or this and that or be open to this. And you start saying, no, nope, you're judging me. Then why did you hire me? Obviously, you hired me to judge your actions. I'm not judging you. I'm judging your actions. And when I mean judging, not with a bad eye, judgment in the fact that I believe you're capable of more. I mean, really. But often we get very, very um, stuck. We get very stuck with narratives. And we get stuck with this narrative that says if somebody judges my action, that means they're judging me. That if, if I make a mistake, that means I'm a mistake. And I believe that that is a great mistake. Gosh, that was such a terrible pun, but that really is a great mistake when we close ourselves up from allowing people to stretch us, help us achieve our potential. Unconditional love is the beginning of the journey, but to, to achieve our potential, we need people who can highlight our weaknesses and help us grow. And in the difficult times, and there's no question we're living through difficult times, um, validation is not enough. We also need to exercise. We have to exercise our, our resilience. We need to exercise our faith. We need to exercise our trust. We need to exercise our optimism. We need to exercise our ability of bouncing back, our resilience, our tenacity, our courage. We need to stretch ourselves to, to, to rise up to the challenge, right? Um, if, you're, if you're in the military and your job is just to peel potatoes in the kitchen, then the amount of courage you need is relatively small. And I'm not demeaning people who peel potatoes, but if you compare that to somebody who's going out to battle, and then you compare within battle the, the different levels, the more, the bigger responsibility, the bigger the challenge, the more training you need, right? If you're going to send somebody deep into really tough territory and they have a huge challenge, 
than the Marines or the the forces, you know, the Sayeret's in Israel military or whichever military, the, the bigger the responsibility, the more the training, the bigger the challenge, the more the training. And in today's day and age, the challenge is greater. I do believe that the challenge for most of us is greater than it's been five years ago. The challenge to stay hopeful, the challenge to, you know, face every day and using the training we had five years ago for today is not enough. It's not enough. Because it's a different set of challenges. It's a whole new set of challenges. And maybe the training we had at the time was good. I don't know. It's irrelevant because that was the past. But today, it's not enough. And it's therefore that we have to dig deep. Dig deep within our faith. Dig deep with our, within our Judaism, within our religion. In other words, to sit there saying, Okay, what what messaging have I maybe glossed over till now, but now I have to internalize? What messaging is God telling me that I can, and what strength can I get from the Torah that will help me face these challenges with more resilience and more faith and more, yeah, more hope? It's digging deep in our own character and saying, okay, which parts of my character that I make did I not really look hard enough at? to find strength, because we all have the strength we need. I know it's a cliche, but the statement, Hashem, does not set us up for a challenge that we cannot face. And I'm not justifying the challenges. You know, often that statement is to used by people to justify, oh, if you could cope with it, that justifies why you went through it. No, I'm not God's defense attorney. I don't justify why God puts challenges. It's not for me to do. But what I do know is, once we're not justifying it and we're just facing the reality that the challenge is, it's there, it is, accepting that reality, maybe reluctantly, but accepting, at that moment, to believe that we are up to the task, to believe that we can face this. And we have to look inside and say, okay, where is that strength? Because that strength is there. The strength is within us and the strength is within other people. So validating people is important, but what's even more, or, or equally important rather, is to help them discover that strength. To help them discover, not, you know, often people say to help people discover their talents. It's more than that. It's not only discover their talents and their unique contribution to the world, which is true but to help them discover their ability to cope and thrive in these challenging times. I think we have to remind ourselves that we're strong enough. We have to remind ourselves that we're made of tougher stuff and remind our children who you know, come home feeling so overwhelmed by the, the stuff they're being exposed to, to remind them and to show them that they are strong. They might feel weak, but they aren't weak. They might feel overwhelmed, but they have enough strength within them as we do within ourselves to not feel that overwhelmingness. And when we can help people discover that, that is an incredible gift because so many people are feeling overwhelmed. Some, so many people are just feeling like, you know, they're receiving so many body blows that they're, they're not... They're not grabbing on. They don't feel like they're on terra firma. They're not on solid ground. And they feel like unanchored. 
that's you know for me the word that's really uh, expressing what so many people are feeling that I'm being exposed to um, in 2022 is this feeling of unanchoring, just not solid on the ground, not not feeling capable of you know standing up and looking straight at the challenge and going at it with tenaciousness, with confidence, with inner faith and security. And that unanchoring is so, it's dangerous if we don't, you know, work hard on anchoring ourselves again, because when we're unanchored, that's when we unfortunately make very bad decisions for our life. That's when we we allow our, our life to disarray. We forget, you know, the consequences of our actions. We allow our relationships to dissolve. We allow, um, we live, we forget our sense of purpose. We forget our why. And that unanchoring, although understood, it's fully understood why so many people are feeling that, it's so important that we fight it, that we do whatever we can to anchor ourselves back into our own selves, into our bodies, into our souls, into our purpose, into our roles in this world, into our relationships, into whatever you know role we play in this world it's almost like when you're unanchored you're like outside your own body your body's here on this earth but you're not you're not within it and re-entering and reintegrating and solidifying ourselves with a deep sense of purpose a deep sense of truth a deep sense of faith in god and a deep faith sense in the faith that God has in us, that's really, I believe, the call of the hour, the call of our time to, just like, you know, a, a boat on the ocean. When you're anchored, you're not going to go far. And sometimes, you know, you lose. The anchor kind of gets disconnected from the port. Um, and then it's our job to re-anchor ourselves, to just... Get the the boat solid again. That's really the song we played at the beginning of the song, uh, beginning of the show. Was really that idea that life is being on a boat, and we call the journey at sea. And sometimes you go through a storm, but you keep your confidence that you'll make it through the storm, and you'll once again re-anchor. Let's re-anchor, my friends. Let's re-anchor ourselves in our values, re-anchor ourselves in our tradition, anchor ourselves in our in our purpose, our why. Anchor ourselves in the fact that we are placed in this world by Almighty God for a reason, and we're here at the right time. We're we're the right person at the right time, with the right capacities, with the right circumstances to live our part and serve out our purpose in this world, serve as an ambassador of Hashem, of God, serve as a another stone in the temple that we are all building together, the temple for God. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 Chai FM. This is 101.9 FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Afton, and we are back. 
And here we are. Um, where are we? The 14th of June, the 15th of Sivan. And, you know, the 15th of the Hebrew month is when you always know it, when you go outside and you see a full moon. Because the, Jew, the Hebrew calendar, the Jewish calendar, follows the, loon, the moon. And a new month is when the moon cannot be seen. And the mid-month is when the, the moon, sorry, the moon's in full blossom. You can see everything. And then, obviously, it starts uh, waning for the, rest, for the rest of the month. Right? From tonight, it's going to start slowly getting smaller until the next Rosh Chodesh, in two weeks' time, the beginning of the new month. And once again, it's going to start waxing. So there's a message there. There's an incredible message of the power um, of rebirth. And the, the Kabbalists, the great Jewish mystics, used to actually celebrate, make a celebration on the 15th of each month. Some people still do it till today. They make some kind of, whether it's a musical or meditative um, celebration on the 15th of every Hebrew month, um, commemorating the, the power of the, the full moon. And at the same time, realizing that from tomorrow, it starts getting smaller again. And then in 15 days time, it starts getting bigger again. And the moon has always been an incredible symbol um, to us as a nation. Every month we go out sometime within the first two weeks of the month and we do Kiddush Levana, we sanctify the moon and we say this whole prayer that is in the Siddur that we say once a month, on, usually on a Saturday night, Matzah Shabbos. And we learn lessons from the moon. And one of the big words that we say is that just like the moon, we will be renewed. We will freshen ourselves up. We will once again climb. And I think that's a very powerful message for our time, the idea that to believe that we can flourish and in tough times to know that we're capable, we can handle it, but the moon does continue growing as well. I think what's happening to a lot of people, especially with um, tragedies, unfortunately, you know, there's been some really hectic tragedies um, in the last few years and even the last few days, things that really shake us all up intensely. Um, but what it does is it gives us this sense of we're not going anywhere. This is just getting worse. And although, again, that thought and that sense can be justified. It's not, it's not healthy and it's, it's not true. In other words, you could justify a feeling, you could understand a feeling, you could validate a feeling without actually accepting its validity. It's truth, it's not true. Right? Life, life has tough moments and life has beautiful moments and we're getting there. And as the mystics say, the darkest time of the night is just before dawn. And dawn's coming. Dawn, dawn of, of, whether it's the gula, the redemption, the future redemption, and the redemption within each of our lives, dawn is coming. And I believe that that is a focal point for each and every one of us to focus on when we're going through these times as we're facing it and as we dig deep to face the challenges of our lives, as we dig deep to, to discover strength we didn't know we had. 
at the same time, we tell ourselves that this too shall pass. The great words that, uh, according to legend, King Solomon had engraved on his ring, Gamze Yabar, this too shall pass. It's three simple words, but throughout history, people have told you these, these words to themselves over and over and over. That uh, the world is not like the sun. It doesn't just stay steady every single day. You know, the same sun rises, same, like, you know, we, it's the same thing every day. No, it's like the moon, although the moon stays the same, but at least in our perception down here on Earth, we, the moon's not the same. Sometimes it's illuminated, sometimes it's not. Sometimes we see it, sometimes we don't. We, we are so strong. And the more we tell it to ourselves, the more we believe it. You know, often they say that great leaders create leaders. And I've heard that slogan so many times, and obviously, like every slogan, it's mostly true. But at the same time, I think great leaders allow people to see how strong they are. In other words, a great friend is somebody that you walk away from believing in yourself even more than you walked in. A great parent is somebody who makes you feel that you could truly conquer the world who believes in you more than you can ever believe in yourself. And I think that's what we need to be there for each other, not only to validate and to accept and to have a sh to be a shoulder to cry on, but also to remind each other, you are so big. You are huge. You are you're a piece of God. You're literally a piece of God in this world. And just like God defines defies all definitions, so too do you. You defy all definitions. You're not limited, you're not limitless, you're you're everything. You can be whatever you need you, you need to be. And in a time that many people feel limited by their circumstances, feel limited by the narratives the world are telling them, feeling limited compared to other people who maybe are achieving more success or more fame. The message I believe we could all tell each other over and over and over is you're, you're limitless. You have so much within you. Not only do you have so much talent, not only do you have so much gift, not only do you have so much light, but you also have so much strength so much kvura, and you can face it. You can face it with every single fiber of your being. We're up to the task. And that's what I wish I could tell. You know, unfortunately, this week I've been reached out to quite a, by quite a few people who really, really are struggling with darkness. And if I could use this platform of the radio to communicate with them and say, you're so much bigger than you think. You're so much stronger. I know that without even knowing anything about you other than the fact that you were created in God's image. Other than the fact that knowing that if you're created in God's image, then you have godly power. And just like God 
cannot be defined, neither can you. Obviously, we're not God, but we have godliness. And we have that incredible power to defy all odds. And we're up for the task. I say it to you, I say it to myself, I say it to us all. This is 101.9 Haifa. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. The final song I want to play for you today is, it's in Hebrew. Um, if, you, if you understand Hebrew, then, you know, great. But even if you don't understand it, it's a fantastic song um, by Omer Adam, sung by Yishai Rebo, and it's called Sheket. Um, quiet. And it's the, the person who's sitting dark, you know, at home late at night, feeling absolute darkness. And the quiet, Sheket Macharishet Aznaim, the quiet is deafening. It's literally, the quiet is so intense, it's making the ears go deaf. And feeling hopeless. And yet, as he finishes the song, there is, there is hope when a person anchors themselves anchors himself in tradition, as he says, Yom HaShishi, the Friday night, the Kiddush. We need anchoring. And ask yourself, what anchors you the most? Family, obviously. Um, good friends. But religion plays a huge function, and that's where we started the, the show with. That Judaism is not only here to make us feel comfortable, it's also here to make us feel uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable within ourselves, because obviously, you know, we're godly, but rather uncomfortable with our status quo, uncomfortable with our state state of life, to push ourselves, to stretch ourselves, because that's what Judaism came into this world to do. It came to shake us up. It came us to it came to help us see that the heaven is not beyond reach. We can bring heaven down to earth and we can bring earth up to heaven. That we can transcend our weakness, we can transcend our pettiness, our trauma, we can literally become our true godly self. So I wish each and every one of you incredible strength and comfort and bracha and praying that our community only has good news and simchas, healthy simchas, and, and simchas that literally are so awesome, they make our hearts sore. That we should hear, just like unfortunately we've heard the most crazy tragedies, we should hear the most crazy, in the best sense of the word, simchas, good news, and obviously the greatest news of all, that we've reached a time of redemption, we've reached a time of peace. Lo lo there will not be more war, it will not be nation against nation, and we will all be healed in every sense of the word. May it be soon, speedily in our time. Amen. Finishing off with the song Sheket by Omer Adam and Yishai Rubal. Have a great day. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Thank you. 
בין הלבד לבין היחד מנסה למצוא תשובות בין קריאות לכאב, בין השפל, בין חוסר השפיות לשכל, מבקש לי פתרונות. בין מטר של כישלונות, לבין מנוח זהבה, בין אור להעלת הלב צועק די לשלכת, הלב צמא לאהבה. לילה ומיטה קרה רועדת, לילה שהזמן עצר מלכת, שקט מחריש את האוזניים, לא מוצא דבר שינחם, מוכן להירדם. ישי ריבו! שיסמנו לי את הדרך, מנסה למצוא מקום. בין רוחות של תקווה לבין אשליה, הלב אינו נכנף פעם, לא מרים ידיים, הלב זקוק לאהבה. ויש דבר אחד שמנחם 
Yo, ma si si, vai in colo a se. 